scripture memory verse tonight, Ephesians 6.10. If you remember, we have decided to go through the armor of God. Ephesians 6.10 is the beginning of that. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Ephesians 6.10. Anybody else uh, have Ephesians 6.10 memorized? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Good job, honey. Had a voice there a little bit, didn't you? Anybody else? It says, finally. That means something is still remaining. But let's look at what really the context. I want to spend a little time here. Uh, the context is, is that Paul is writing the church in Ephesus, which is modern-day Turkey, and he, he doesn't write them like some of his other letters to rebuke or to correct, but he's writing them only to encourage. He's writing them to encourage and instruct in how they should live for God. Things that they should do. He talks about their common salvation. He talks about the unity in it. He talks about how they're saved. And then, really, when you get to uh, chapter 5, and I want to read a little bit of it. When you get to chapter 5... Let's just start in 5.1. He's beginning to really talk about how they should walk, which means how they should live. And I just want to start in 5.1 because I noticed that in 5.7 there's a really good memory verse that we might do some year. But let's just read a little bit and get some context and set up some understanding of what's going on. He's already talked about the unity, talked about wisdom, talked about how they're saved. And he says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, little born again ones, be imitators, be like God, and walk in love. That's how you're living, you're walking, you're mimicking God and walking in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication... And all uncleanness and covetousness let not even be named among you as is fitting for the saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting which is not fitting but rather giving of thanks. Notice what he's saying. None of these things but give thanks because Christ gave, excuse me, because God gave Christ to us. Verse 5. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you. Listen, this is over and over and over and over and over and over because there's deception out there. Let no one deceive you. See, listen, deception is something that's an act of your will. Listen to me. This is a very important verse. 
God has given us truth. He's given us 66 books. He's given us leaders. He's given us the Holy Spirit, a guide. And let is something you allow by not investigating, by not asking questions, by not searching the scriptures. You let somebody deceive you. It's not something that's forced upon you. You allow it by not walking in truth. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Verse 7. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. It's a good verse to memorize. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Partakers in the wrath that's going to be poured out upon them. Partakers in the deception. Be partakers with Christ and the Holy Spirit and getting the word of God out. Now look, here is verse 8. This is why we should not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness. Listen to me. So important. The church is so confused. We think the reason we're sinners is because we sin. But the truth is the opposite. The reason we sin is because we're sinners. That's our old nature. We once were in darkness. The reason we do things wrong is because of the nature that we're putting to death. The nature we're denying. The nature that is crucified with Christ. We were born sinners. Thus we sin. We're not sinners because we do something wrong. We were sinners born. It's important to know that. So many people think, if I don't do anything wrong, I'm not a sinner. You ask them if they want to come to Jesus, and they don't want to come to Jesus. They think under their standards, they're not doing anything wrong. But they don't understand that they were born in darkness. They were born blind. They were born sinners. Thus, they have to sin against God because of their nature. And in Christ, we get a new nature. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Because of a choice, you chose Jesus to believe in the blood. Walk, live as children of light. Now you begin to walk in that light. Now you begin to have fellowship with the light. Now you begin to know that and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in the light. And then how do you know it? For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Truth is a person, Jesus. Look at 10, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Listen, we spend too much time doing what we want instead of searching what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to be finding out what a new creation does, what a person who walks in the light lives like, and have no fellowship, nothing in common with the unfruitful works of darkness. Because that's who we once were. But rather expose them. How do we expose them? By walking in the light. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Listen, I was talking with some Chinese students yesterday. And I spoke of many things to them, but finally one of them said, oh, well, we have something like that in China, but not, not with God. We just know that there is a place where if you do good, you get to go to that place forever, but if you do bad, you get to go to a place of torment forever. And I said, well, what keeps you in line then? And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, 
if somebody's watching you, then you do good. But if nobody's watching you, then you get to do whatever you want. And they go, oh, but God's watching. I go, you don't believe in God. I believe in God. I believe God is watching me, and I know he lives in me. But who's watching you? See, so you can do what you want when nobody's looking, so it's only your standard. But they've been taught this by their government because their government is God. And that's what's going on in our country is everybody goes, oh, we're going to, we're going to uh, 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 socialism. No, it's really Satanism. It's not even communism slow. It's Satanism slow because they want the government to rule and the government wants to be the father and he's the father of all lies. He wants to mimic God. And that's really the originator of socialism was Satan. He wanted to be like the Most High God. He didn't think it was fair that God was being worshipped, and he wasn't. So he tried to take God's angels and God's worship and get worship himself. That's how he got kicked out of heaven. He's the originator of socialism, which is really Satanism slowly. And we need to wake up to this. We need to expose them, is what this scripture just said. 5.12, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done with them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light. See, if you don't expose them, they stay in the dark. For whatever makes manifest is light. When we shine our light, live our life, be led by the Spirit. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. It's a spiritual sleep. Arise from the dead. It's a spiritual death. It's the condition we were born in. It's our sin nature. And Christ will give you light. Light is coming from nowhere else. Salvation comes from nowhere else but from the light of the world. Christ is the light of the world. And now this is really the beginning of the text. This is where I want you to see this at. Right here it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Listen to me. All the days on this planet are evil. We need to live circumspectly, which is, means exactly as we know. It, 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 it just, circumspectly means diligently, perfectly, most exact as you know how to live in righteousness, do that the best way you know how. Well what, well, what are you talking about, Greg? Well, listen, when we know truth, we want to walk in truth because that's walking in light. Then we have fellowship with light. And that's what we're going to be doing. When he tells us, finally, brethren, he, in 610, he's going to tell us how to walk circumspectly, how to walk in the light. You have to do it by being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You can't do it in the flesh. That's how we end up in religion. Is the church is apostate because they're trying to do it in the flesh. Following rules. Following dress codes. Following denominational lines. You have to do it by having a love relationship with the light. And looking to walk circumspectly. Not as a fool who says no to God but as a wise master builder who says yes to God. And then he says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be unwise, that's what the fool is, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be always be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things, to who? God the Father. See, here's the Father we are going to be delivered back to. That's the one we're thankful to. Why? Because he sent his son to die for us. He gave us his son, but you know what he gave his son? He gave his son all authority and all power and all might. He gave his son a bride. He gave his son a, a plan of salvation to redeem a bride and clean her up and bring her back home. So that they can have fellowship with him. Listen. So it's speaking. Giving thanks always for all things. To God the Father in the name. In the authority. That's the only way you can approach the Father. Is in the name. The character. The nature. The authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And where does that begin with church? Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Listen. How do we walk circumspectly before God? How do we walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise? We begin by submitting to one another in the body of Christ. What does the devil want to do? The father of lies, the government, they want to separate the church. So we can't submit to one another. But see, there's authority in the church. We're supposed to be submitting to one another. Well, what does submission look like? It, it's, a, it's a military term about, uh, 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 it's a hupomino. It's about orderly ranking where God has us. We're all the same in Christ. But then in the body of Christ, God has given some giftings in different areas. And we have to order ourselves in line with that. But then he goes on to the family. Watch what he does. He goes first to, where does family begin with? Family begins with marriage. So he says, this is what... Submitting to one another looks like is that wives submit to your own husbands. Not to every man, but to your own husbands. Because the husband is the head. And then he said, this is what circumspectly submitting for a husband looks like. Is that he should, he should uh, um, love his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water through the word. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. Listen, so husbands ought to also love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Listen to me. Listen, listen. Then he goes on and he talks about children obeying parents. He talks about fathers not provoking children to wrath. He goes on talking in 6 about bond servants being obedient. That's if you work for somebody or if you voluntarily become a worker. Listen, if you volunteer in the church, you find out who the head is and you listen to him. If you, if you go to work at a job, you obey your boss. This is called walking circumspectly and being light so that others see a true testimony of who Jesus Christ is and what he does in a life. And then he talks about um, slaves even. He talks about all of these things. He talks about masters quit threatening your slaves. 
See, listen, there's a lot of lies going on in our culture, but since biblical times, even though God does not make people slaves, the devil makes people slaves, since biblical, since the beginning, there's always been slaves, since sin entered the population. Slave to sin, slave to others, slave to those who are conquered. But we don't want to talk about that in our culture. I was just watching, and, and it's clear-cut history that the Muslims on the Barbary Coast were capturing 5,000 people at a time in colony of white people and taking them and selling them in Africa as slaves. They were doing it all through the 16s and 1700s. And you know what saved them? The America created a navy and went after these pirates and said no and stopped them. And when the Britain and other people seen that America said no, we will not let you take our people. We will not pay ransoms. They began to build bigger navies and fight back too. And that shut down the Muslim groups that were selling white people as slaves. It's not a thing where we have now in our culture that it always looks like Black people were enslaved by white people. Every nationality has enslaved somebody. And you know what it all is? It's a lie from the devil. Because really the biggest problem with slavery right now is sex slave. With children and, and women being sold everywhere in the world deceptively by the devil, by these evil people. They're still kidnapping them from the playgrounds even today. And passing them around the world for money. Slavery still is going on. But everybody wants to talk about black and white. Everybody wants to talk about the wrong subject. And what happens is the other slavery keeps going. Because we're not talking about truth. We're not exposing the lies in the darkness. What we're doing is trying to live in the past and make up a new history. And then when you make it up, now you can make up a whole new culture and you can blame everybody because we're a victim mentality. Listen to me. Wake up, church. We are not victims. We're overwhelmingly more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And if you live with a victim mentality, blaming everybody else for what's going on, you do not take responsibility for your sin. You do not take responsibility for your nature. You do not take responsibility for your actions. And therefore, the devil will always defeat you because you'll always be a victim with somebody else to blame over your problems. Listen, that's why we're beginning this little bit of a memory verse series talking about warfare. This is spiritual war. The devil fights with lies. The devil wants you never to know the truth, so he keeps making up new lies, and then you start fighting social justice. Listen, social justice is not the church's job. Souls is the church's job. You have your soul saved by believing in the blood of Jesus, and then you begin to walk in the light, and you begin to wake up and learn truth, and then God tells you to walk circumspectly and quit being a fool and believing the lie and saying no to God and walk in the light, walk with wisdom. Then he tells you to be, always be, being filled by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that teaches you, guides you, conforms you into the image of Jesus Christ. Everything that you do right now 
in the life of a believer, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be taught by the Holy Spirit. You're being adorned as the bride of Christ by the Holy Spirit. You're going to get your power, your wisdom, your might. Everything from God comes through the Holy Spirit after you receive the blood. And in fact, you cannot even receive the blood unless the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin and righteousness and judgment. It's John 16. He convicts you of sin, that you're a sinner, that you're born a sinner. Once again, you are not sinning because you made a mistake. You're sinning because it's your very nature. Listen to me. Do you remember the story about the scorpion and the turtle? They're on this side of the water, and the turtle's getting ready to get in the water, and the scorpion says, Hey, 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 wait a minute. Let me have a ride on your back to get to the other side. And the turtle says, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, why not? He said, because we'll get halfway out in the middle of that water. And you will sting me and I will die and you will die. We'll both sink in the water. He goes, no, no, that would be dumb. If you die, I die. I wouldn't do that. So he says, okay, get on. They get in the middle of the water. The scorpion stings him. And he's like, we're going to die. Why would you do that? He says, I'm a scorpion. That's what I do. And that's the way a sinner is. You're born a sinner. You're born in darkness. And it's, it, it, you, it's not because you sin, but you were born a sinner, so now you sin. It's just your nature, and you have to have a new nature by believing in the blood. This is the spiritual war, is that so many Christians think they're okay because they have good manners. They have a good job. They go to a good church. They say prayers. You are not a saint unless you die to self. Deny self. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. You have to understand your nature is dead. Unless you're still living. Unless you're still walking in darkness. Unless you're still deceived by the enemy. See, there's a spiritual war going on, and there's three enemies. The world, which is underneath the sway of the wicked one. Your flesh, which has been trained by the world. And then Satan, who is in control of all of it. And you have to recognize those three enemies. Satan is the originator of sin. He's the one that rebelled in heaven. He's the one that began socialism or Satanism. He's the one that started it by saying, I want to be worshipped just like God. It's just not fair that you're getting all the worship. That's what socialism says. It's not fair that you're getting all the money. Well, I'm the one working. It's not fair. You should give me some of your money. Well, then go to work. Anybody in America who works, anybody in the world who goes and works underneath the capitalistic system will do better the following week, the following year, you're going to get a paycheck. The following year, you're going to do better and better and better and better if you will do your part. But see, Satan wants to be God without doing his part. He can't be God. Not everybody can be the boss. God created the heavens and the earths. Listen, so there's this spiritual war going on. Listen to me. We live in unprecedented times. People are trying to act like it's normal. This is unprecedented time. It's the very final seconds of the world as we know it. It's the very final milliseconds of before Christ comes to take his church home. Nobody has ever lived in that time. 
Now, there's nothing new under the sun, but the devil is now bringing this spiritual war into the streets. He's bringing it out into the light. The church is not exposing it. The church is running from it. And he's bringing this war into... Look at our world, people. We're releasing criminals from prison and arresting the police. Look at our world. We're doing everything upside downward. Just as Isaiah prophesied. Well, did Isaiah say that you call evil good and good evil? Because we're listening to the liar instead of preaching the truth and exposing the lie. We live in unprecedented times. Surely you have seen what's going on out here. Do you know that the, that the church of Satan just filed a lawsuit? Listen to me. They want rights to sacrifice babies in their worship. And they're using the First Amendment and saying, we have a right to religious practice. And in our practice, we kill babies. We kill sacrifice uh, human beings to worship our God. And you cannot deny us our First Amendment right to do that. And in it, they quote that you would never deny a Christian from taking communion. You would never deny a Christian from being baptized. And these are their sacraments. So you cannot deny us from sacrificing children. And if the wrong judge hears this case, they might give them First Amendment rights. They're killing them anyway with abortion. They're killing children every single day. Millions of children are being killed. So we have to wake up that we are in a spiritual battle. And we have three enemies. The world, our flesh, and Satan. We have to have eyes to see them. So he says to walk circumspectly. As exactly as we know how being led by the Spirit. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then we get to our memory verse. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. There's no other way to walk circumspectly. There's no other way to be a, a, a Christian who would submit to one another. There's no other way to be a wife who would submit to her husband. There's no other way for a husband to love his wife as Christ loved the church. The only way you can live a Christian life is what? Here is what he's got there to say. My brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let me ask you. Who are you strong in? What are you strong in? Is your education take precedent over the power of the Lord's might? In Zechariah 4, 6, it says, Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Everything that we do in the Christian life is going to be by the Spirit of God. Finally, my brethren. Listen, finally, this is the remainder. In every instruction, in everything that you do, in every part of the Christian life, it has to be in being strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Did you see that? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Strong. 
Everybody wants to be empowered. That's what this means, to be empowered. Empower yourself in the Lord. Empower yourself. How? By learning righteousness. By learning godliness. It means to increase in strength. It means to be made strong. As you obey the Holy Spirit, as you obey the Word of God, as you look to do the will of God, God will strengthen you. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Now listen to me, because this is the first line, really, of Paul's point of being strong by putting on the armor of God. Now I know when I was a young Christian, somebody told me, well, it's a spiritual attitude. It's not a spiritual attitude. Every part of the armor, as we go through these memory verse lines, every part of the armor is Christ. You're putting on Christ. That's the armor of God. You're putting on Christ. And we do need to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. But if all we do is sit around, listen to me, and shine our armor... And we never go out and tell other people about Jesus and about the truth. We are not exposing the unfruitful works of darkness. You can't just sit around and shine your armor. But I know every single day for the past 23 years I have been blessed to be able to get up every morning and put on the armor of God. Now I do it spiritually as a reminder of whose power and might I have to walk in, of who I have to live for, of who is my commander-in-chief, of that I am dead. Paul said, I die daily. That's a reminder that you're crucified and in the grave, and now you need to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might because you've been sent on mission to do His will. Just as Jesus was, He said, Behold, it's written in the volumes of the book, I have come to do thy will, O God. Now we have been sent, and it's written in the volume of the book, that we should be strong in the Lord in the power of His might to do His will for His glory for such a time as this. Strong. What are you strong in? Where's your strength come from? Strong. Notice it's in. It's the Greek preposition in. It means position. First, you must believe in the blood. Then you must understand that all the power, the strength, and the might comes from the blood, comes from Jesus. You have to understand that when Jesus said, if anyone desires, that's a heart. That's what you desire to do now because you understand you're a sinner. You believe in the blood. You've been set free. Now you're a new creation. To come after me, he must deny himself. That's say no, no, no to what you want to do. Take up his cross. That's death. You know how you get to death? You begin to deny yourself. Think about it. If you go out and begin to, uh, uh, you plant a tree, and you begin to deny it water, what are you doing? You're killing it. So if you begin to deny your sin nature, begin to deny what you want to do in life, and begin to do what God wants to do, you're killing your old nature. It's called sanctification. What you're doing is killing your old habits 
your old nature, and as a child, you're learning to obey God, so you're learning to be dead to self and alive to Christ, and no, no, listen, like we talked about Sunday, there is no resurrection unless there's first death. So after death to self, you get a resurrection, now the newness of life. That's how the fullness comes. But it begins with saying no, denying self. And the more you deny self, the more you see self, the more you realize that self needs to be crucified and dead, the more it will be dead and you will obey Christ and won't even know you're obeying him because you're already denying yourself. Then you can live in the newness of life. And it has to be done. There's no way that you can deny yourself. There's no way that you can deny yourself unless you ask the Holy Spirit to help you deny yourself. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to show you even who self is, who your old nature is. And, he, and the Holy Spirit, you know what the Holy Spirit will say? Go read Galatians 5. You say the fruit of the flesh is obvious. It's fornication and slander and all this list of evil stuff. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. And it looks like joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So how do we know when we're denying self and when we're dead and we're walking in the Spirit and we're, and we're, and we're living in, in, the, in the strength of the Lord, His power and His might, is when we begin to see love. Love for what God loves. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son so that anybody who would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. When we begin to have a love for others, a love for souls, a love to go out and do the will of God, we know that the Spirit of God is working in our life. And it's the only way for us to deny self. But the first step of that is to desire to do God's will, to desire to follow Him, to desire to be in the way. And we say, Lord, I desire, I believe, but help my unbelief. I want to deny myself. It has to be done as we are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now, Lord, there is kurios. Why would we be strong in the Lord? Because he's kurios. It means supreme in authority. Well, why is he supreme in authority? Because he was God with us. Well, why is he supreme in authority? When he rose from the grave, what did he say to the boys in Matthew 28, 18-20? He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, all ethnicities. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to identify with the Father, Son, and the Holy oh. Spirit. Teach them to obey all that I commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When you go out in your own authority or in the authority of your church or your denomination or so because of some book other than the power and the might of the Lord, you go in the wrong strength. You go in the wrong name. It must be in the, the be strong in the Lord. Kurios, Jesus Christ, who's been given all authority and all power. And because the Father gave us his Son, and his Son obeyed, listen, 
Because the Father gave us his Son, and his Son obeyed even to the point of death on a cross. Now, he has given his Son all authority. And as you obey, as I obey, the Holy Spirit puts more of Christ in us, and it gives us more authority, more strength, more power, more might to go out to do the work of the ministry. He's supreme in authority, and he has, as the Father sent him, he now sends us. So be strong in the Lord and in the power. That's the Greek word kratos. It actually means vigor. It actually means vigor. Well, what does vigor mean? Well, according to uh, 1828 Merriam-Webster Dictionary, uh, it means to be brisk. Huh? It means to grow. To be strong. To be allied with the one who can give you the power. And it means, listen, to carry on war. Isn't that weird? I was looking it up. I'm going, what? How does this mean that? How does vigor mean to carry on war? How does vigor mean to grow? How does it mean to be allied with? Listen, all of these things, it means having vigor. I was like, I didn't understand that Webster's would even say that. It means to have dominion, to have power, to have might, to have strength. That's what vigor is. When you ally yourself with God and you're strong in, in God and his power, then he gives you this vigor. He gives you this, this strength to grow and go and expose the unfruitful works of darkness. So we're supposed to be. This is what he had left to say over. Finally, something remaining. I've given you all of this encouragement. I've given you all of this word. I've told you you need to awake and walk circumspectly. To be always filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you begin in line and you begin to, to do as, as exactly as you can. To be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And his might means force or forcefulness. It means his ability, his strength. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know that many people take that verse and they use it like a genie in a bottle. I want to be an NBA player so I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Really? Listen, first you have to align your desires and begin to deny self and be dead to self. Take up your cross and follow him. And then he gives you assignment because you're going with him. And then you can do all things that he's called you to do through Christ who strengthens you. You have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So many people think I can do anything I put my mind to just because Christ will give me strength. This is simply not true. You have to be doing his desire, his plan, going for his purposes. Then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because you, you're being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The devil is a tacticianist. And he wants us to play church. He wants us to live a Christian life. 
He wants us to play religion. We see it everywhere. But he doesn't want us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He doesn't want us to put on the full armor of God. Listen, let's read this. Let me read it with you. I'm going to read it every lesson on the memory verse 610 of Ephesians. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. By the way, 611 there is next week's memory verse. Notice what it says. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Our position is standing in the victory, not fighting for victory. But without putting on the armor of God, you are not able to stand. There's no way to stand without Christ. And every piece of the armor you'll see as we go through this is Christ. But it's impossible to do it in your own strength. But the devil wants you to try that so he can destroy you. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Listen, they're in heavenly places, but they have come down. We know that. The Bible teaches us that clearly, that they've come down. God kicked them out of heaven. Satan and a third of the angels. And they've come down to deceive us. Listen, Jesus said hell was made for Satan and his angels. It wasn't made for flesh and blood. And yet many flesh and blood will go to hell because they're allowing themselves to be deceived with the lies of the devil. The Bible tells us that salvation was made for flesh and blood and not for fallen angels. Salvation is for you and me. Salvation is of the Lord. 13, therefore... Since we have to be able, since we're fighting this spiritual battle where we can't see it, we can see the ramifications of it. Look at the race baiting in the streets. Look in the streets. Look at COVID-19. Look at the fear mongering. Look at the fear that destroys your faith. Fear and faith, listen, cannot abide together. Fear and faith cannot abide together. If you, if you follow your fear, you can't have faith and follow God. That's what they're doing. This is a lie from the pit of hell. It's satanic. And it's in our streets. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Notice, that is our place, is to stand, to withstand. We'll be able to when we listen to God and we put on the armor of God, we put on the mind of Christ. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet for the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, why would you prepare for the gospel of peace? Because you're supposed to be sharing the light, sharing the truth. That's why you prepare. You study to show yourself approved, a workman unto God who, who needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. All of this is to separate and decimate and to keep us from shining light on the unfruitful works of darkness. Above all, Taking, a, taking the shield of faith, 
with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Notice Paul's number one heart should be the heart of all saints to speak boldly, to speak truth, to speak to others, to make known the mystery of the gospel to lost people. That is what we're called to do. This is our chance to stand up and speak light, to speak truth, to give people the bread of life. And yet the church sleeps. And yet the church follows the lies of the government. The church follows the lies of the systems or systems that, and that's what the world means. When I say you have three enemies, the world, the flesh, and Satan, the world is the system or systems that are diametrically opposed to God. They have said in their heart, no God. And that's what a satanic, a communistic, a, 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 a socialistic society does. They do not believe in God. They want to be God. And they've said no to God. It's age-old sin from the garden. It's nothing new. It's, it's taking place on the whole planet. And the only country who still waves the banner of God a little bit Freely is America. And they have to destroy us. That's why I said months ago, listen people, they're not coming after statues. They're not coming after America. They're coming after the church. Because it's the godly principles of this Bible, of our God, why we protect Israel. Why our country's been blessed. And it's what we've been walking away from for a hundred years now. And we steadily are running from the gospel because we're allowing liars to preach in the street instead of the church preaching in the street. We're allowing liars to make precedent in the street instead of us going out and speaking up and shining light into their darkness. And so now we've lost an entire generation that's been indoctrinated in our schools and our colleges, that there is no God. And they're so confused that you can look at them and say, is it wrong to say God bless you when somebody sneezes? And they will say yes, because it might offend somebody who doesn't believe in God. And then you ask them in the next breath, well, do you believe in freedom of speech? And they'll say, well, certainly I do. And they just told you, you can't say God bless you. They're that simple because they've listened to earthly, sensual, demonic wisdom. Now, it's not their fault. It's this spiritual war that's going on. And they've listened to the lie because nobody's told them the truth. And the only thing that's going to wake them up is that we pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. There's the power because it's the Spirit of God that's in the world 
for God, representing God, convicting the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And if the Spirit of God doesn't impact the heart of the person of God, then there's nothing that can happen in the growth of God. There's no way that anybody can come to God unless the Spirit of God waters the seed of faith that's planted in the heart. That's the only way growth can come. Without death, there's no resurrection. Without death, you cannot rise from the ashes. Without the water on there, you will not grow. That's the vigor. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. It has to come from the Spirit of God as we surrender. And as you surrender, the number one place is surrender. Oh, it's your heart, but it's in prayer. As you come and admit who you are. As you're reminded of who you're not. As you continue to cry out to God for His plan and His purposes and His way. And learn His word. And know that you are covered in the blood. And you stand. Notice all of this. It's standing for, standing in, standing with. And the church has stopped doing that. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but about 85% of the churches are preaching socialism, social justice. They're beginning to ordain women. They're beginning to full exodus from the Word of God. Full exodus from the Word of God. All of us are sinners because of our nature. The children of God have admitted that and believe in the blood of God so that they can have a new nature. The children of God that are being effective are obeying God. And that gives you authority in the spirit of God. If you do not obey God, if you do not even have a desire to deny self and follow God, then you just get sucked in and you believe the lies of the culture. You believe the earthly, sensual, demonic wisdom. Because you don't know the word of God and the truth of God and your place with God as a child of God who's been sent by God to a dead and dying world to tell others, to expose darkness, the unfruitful works of darkness with the light that we carry. It's not because of who we are. It's because of who he is. So there's a spiritual war. I was talking with somebody the other day and we began to talk about the devil and she just totally freaked out and left the conversation and ran. I don't want to talk about the devil. That scares me. Sure. Well, it's because yeah. the devil is mighty, but God is almighty. And he's been given all power and might in heaven and on earth. Because he obeyed God and he completed his assignment that he was given to be the Mashiach, the anointed of God, to go to the cross and die and pour out his blood for our sins. And the devil has no power over anybody that believes in that blood. No power whatsoever. But if you continue to live as a fool and believe his lies and you say no to God and what he's doing and what he explains in his word and what his spirit leads you to do, you give the devil power over your life. 
You give the devil authority that he doesn't have. It's usurped authority, and it's because you follow your flesh, your own desires. And when that desire is full-blown, it brings forth death, physically and spiritually. Death. But when we deny self, die to self, crucify with Christ, it brings forth life, resurrection to life. That's the resurrection you and I want to have. Listen, it's not resurrection power, as a lot of churches are preaching. It's the power of the resurrection. Two different things. The devil is so subtle in what he does. He always does this. Watch, this is what the devil does. He'll take a 99.9% truth and mix just one little bit of lie in it and then all of a sudden you're off course I was talking with a gentleman the other day a young gentleman I happen to respect him I want him to grow uh, and and I said listen 13% of the population is committing 50% of the violent crimes in America and he said no 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 they debunked that and I go it's not been debunked it's true and he gives me a video of a guy yelling and cussing and saying that it's a lie that that 13 percent of uh, uh, of these men are not committing 50 percent of the murders anybody notice the subtlety the the argument is is that 13 percent is committing 50 percent of the violent crime and he's arguing back that they're not committing 50 percent of the murders violent crime is much more than murder there's rape there, there, there's robbery, there's burglary, there's, there's fights and beatings, and all of this. The argument is, and then another person looked at me and go, well, that's not a true statistic. And I go, why not? He goes, because it's actually 6%. Because it's only just the men. And the women make up 7% of the culture. And all of it is because of deception. Because people are lying to them and they have no fathers in their home. And so thus they go out and they want to become drug men and thugs and they think that's power and it only leads to death. It's all because of this spiritual war that's going on. The devil wants to keep you under his thumb in bondage. Listen, many of those people would say that they believe in God. And they're just getting what's mine. They're just getting what they have. They're just doing what they've been taught. But they'll tell you they believe in God. They'll listen to you talk about God. It's a very, very sad thing because it's all because they've been lied to. They've been kept in bondage. We need to wake up. Lies is what we're in bondage to. And, and the enemy doesn't want you to know the truth. And in Christ, we're all set free. I pray that you've been set free. And that you understand that you need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. His methodia. That's what that word is in the Greek. 
his wiles. He's a tacticianist. He's the one that gave you your sin nature because of his original lie. Original sin. His original deception when he told Eve that God was holding out on her. And so he knows what it takes to get you motivated to follow your own desires. Who are you being strong in? Well, I just pulled myself up by my bootstraps. That's what I was taught. Be a man. Get them before they get you. Think about the lies we've been told. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Acts 1.8 says, when all the boys were trying to be strong in their own strength, they were trying to stand, Jesus said to them, that the times and seasons are not for you to know. Acts 1.7. But Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be witnesses for me. You know what that word witness is? It's the Greek word martis. It's one who dies for their faith. You have to deny yourself before you can ever die for your faith. You train your heart to deny yourself, and then you die spiritually, and you can follow Jesus. And it's, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. For what? To be a witness, to give testimony, to give evidence, to shine a light for Jesus. Throughout Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Attica, Williamsport, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Have you allowed the Holy Spirit to be your power and your might? To be your strength? To be your teacher, to be your guide, to lead you down the path as you walk? leads you through the word of God listen we have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might anything else is religion anything else will burn up anything else will lead you into a bad place that's why prayer is so important That's why the final place is praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit for the saints. Who are you praying for? Who are you praying to? Who are you being strong in? Is it the Lord Kurios, the Lord Jesus Christ? Or is it in some false teaching of socialism? Hmm. It's insane that in our country, this battle has become so vivid, you can see the spiritual war. Do you know that today, that if you go into uh, 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 New York City and you kill somebody, within a couple hours, they will let you out on bond. But if you don't have a mask on, they might keep you in jail because you violated a mask ordinance. But if all you did was kill somebody, they'll release you until you go to trial. We are releasing criminals and then turning it into something that if you don't follow their health guidelines of hiding your face like a slave, 
That's where mask originated from. So you can't speak. Put a mask on a muzzle on. So you can't speak. So you can't shine your light. Listen, this evil, evil world is underneath the sway of the wicked one. 1 John 5, 19. If you don't memorize any other verse, in all of our memorizing of verses, you need to memorize 1 John 5, 19. It says, I know you are of God, but the whole world lies underneath the sway of the devil, the wicked one. We have to get that. And you and I have been given new life, and we're underneath the leading, the guiding. We're being strong in the Lord and the power of His might. We're not underneath the sway of darkness anymore. We're walking in the light. We once were darkness, but not anymore. We're learning to awake, and Christ gives us light. We're learning to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. We're learning what the will of the Lord is. We're those who should always be asking the Holy Spirit to fill us. Not drunk in wine, not drunk in other things in this world with earthly power, but be always be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Giving thanks always to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are the ones that are submitting to one another in the fear of God if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. And then we stand. When you've done everything you can do, it's time to stand and know that even if they slay me, Christ is still truth. And to be absent from this body, this earthly tent, is to be present with the Lord. To live is Christ. We learn more, we go more, but to die is gain. The fullness of Christ, the fullness of the glory, will see him face to face. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Father, thank you for your word. Help us to hide it in our heart. Help us to cry out to you and trust you and listen to your guide, your teacher, the Holy Spirit, who is God, very God, living in our heart. Conforming us into the image of the suffering servant, Christ, who is obedient to the point of death and poured out his blood as an atoning sacrifice, as a ransom for our souls. Lord, may we not trample that blood underfoot. May we tell others the truth. May we shine that light into the unfruitful work of darkness and expose it for what it is. Lord, yes, we believe that black lives matter because we believe that all lives matter. Yes, because you died for all lives, for every soul, for whomsoever. (coughs) 
So Lord, may we carry that light to the other most parts of the earth because of who you are and what you have done. And may we expose these lies that keep us in bondage, that keep us cuffed, that keep us in chains, that keep us with a mask on our face, that keep us living in fear. May we live courageously for you. And we pray for salvation of souls, Lord, that their eyes would be awake so they could tell somebody else. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that you have given us the privilege to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.